Hi, I'm Sally Raymer, and this is SEO in 2023 Additional Insights. Sally, what's your additional insight for SEO in 2023? So it's brand in a world of AI. So it's uh, it's about not underestimating your brand as we move to a world that is becoming dominated with AI production. Not underestimating your brand. Okay. Um, so what do you do to treat your brand in a better way so that AI will appreciate what you're doing a little bit more? So I think it's defining what your brand is, first of all, and staying true to that in any, especially, I mean, we can use AI for a lot of different tasks. But when we're talking about brand, we're talking about AI copywriting. And I think because of the uh, the time savings and how cheap it can be to produce this content en masse, a lot of Brands, a lot of companies are losing sight of their brand values, their brand language, their vocabulary, their energy, who they are. So it's really about defining that brand before you even begin an AI copywriting project. And then also installing that brand once it comes out of the other end. So you you mentioned that phrase a couple of times. You said defining what your brand is. How do you define what your brand is and where should you include that content? So when we're talking about our brand, we're talking about everything from the logo to the colours you use, to the language you use, to the way you express yourself. And I would really start with thinking about what are my goals as a company? Who are my target audience and how am I going to reach them? What is my brand energy? So am I quite formal? Am I quite energetic and go? Am I quite reserved and more to natural side of things? Maybe I'm sustainable product. So I'd I'd definitely start thinking about that energy and also thinking about the attitude your brand has, whether that's an attitude of complete authority or whether that's an attitude of talking to your your audience as peers, as well as thinking about your syntax and rules. So are you always referring to the brand as the brand or is the brand a we? That's something really important to embody, as well as thinking about the writing styles you may use. So that could be descriptive and narrative you could be persuasive or you could really um, be about informing people and it really depends on who your audience is and what you're offering as a product and again just going back to your audience and who your audience are what age group are they how does your product relate to them for example when we look at somebody like boohoo they have a lot of adjectives in their vocabulary such as stylish, vibe and coveted, which is very much aimed at the 20 plus audience where something like a law firm might use less adjectives, be more reserved, be more about informing the user than trying to sell the user something. So really thinking about what words you're using in your vocabulary and how that's going to pass on to all the work you're doing with your copywriters and with AI. I loved you talking about the attitude of your brand. My brand's got an attitude. Uh, <laughs> bad brand. Uh, but uh, I appreciate what you're saying completely there as well. I guess some SEOs will be thinking, I'm part of a big marketing team or I'm part of a big department. It's not really my role to do this. What 
conversations do SEOs need to be having internally in larger organisations? And with what job roles? And how do they approach this? You know, what specifically do they need to ask different people internally in the companies for? Definitely. I think there can be quite a disparity between brand for this reason, because brand usually sits with the communication team and the brand team itself. So the team that's actually going out there and getting PR coverage and so on. And then that whole narrative, that whole body of who we are as a brand gets lost by the time it comes to the SEO team and down to the copywriters or to whichever tool we use to utilize that process. So as an SEO, it's not strictly your job, no, but it's definitely something you need to embody and you need to have those conversations with people in brand, with the head of brand, with um, every other channel, to be honest, even if it's paid, how are they utilizing that pack? How How are we actually talking about it? What is there a difference between internal comms and external comms? How do we utilize this in SEO and make sure that that narrative is fluent throughout all our copy on site and off site? Are we talking about fairly traditional brand values here that don't change much through the years and every SEO needs to be aware of this or have the the, the, the various aspects of uh, the, the key elements of what a brand is about changed over the last few years because of digital media? I think, you know, in part it is very traditional values, but then I think there's a big transparency that we have because we're digital and because we're online and because things can't be... Uh, can't be as hidden or kept away from the public as much as somebody might like so you don't have as much control of that narrative as you might like so we're definitely we're definitely talking about those traditional values but it's also how to handle that with your public image and how the two match together because um it's very well saying you know uh we are high quality which is what i see on lots and lots of sites So we care about quality. Quality is our number one, our number one uh, objective. And then you walk into one of their high street shops and you feel the quality of their material. And it's obviously not one of their objectives. So it, and we're living in an age where we are, it's heavily on the consumer side. It's not in terms of businesses are creating that demand and we're in a position to say whatever we want regardless and still have customers walk through the door. We have high competition. We have a lot of different companies with a lot of creativity and a lot of resources in terms of really creating brand values that ring true throughout everything that they do. So we're talking about staying true to a brand in the world of AI. Are you saying that if you do a great job of... um, traditional brand values and living that and articulating that in your websites, then that is enough for AI to understand what your brand represents? Or do you have to do anything specific in relation to dealing with AI potentially to explain to AI what your brand is about? I think uh, you definitely have to be specific. You have to give it not only the tone you're using, some examples of the of the content that you would use. Um, because I could tell AI to write me a paragraph in a lively tone and what it can come up with would be completely different to what 
I have in mind or what we already have written. You have to give examples of the vocabulary that you want to use in that. So some of the words that you commonly come across your site, it might be 20 words that commonly come across your site in different places. And that doesn't mean that we're using the same content everywhere. We really are talking about adjectives here and the language we use to describe our products and our services that reflect our brand and not the wider use of language. In addition, we want to be able to tell AI that we're that who our customers are and give them a description not of their age group and where they're located, but about their interests and some more samples of some other content that really resonates highly with them. And then that will give them a kind of that will give AI a view of what type of content you're looking for. And there's only so far you can take it at the end of the day. I've kind of played a lot with AI and there's only so far you can take it at the moment, but that keeps on growing and that's going to keep on growing. So yeah, there's going to be a point where you're going to get this finished product and it's not quite where you want it and it is going to need that human touch. What if uh, an SEO was working for a small up-and-coming brand in an industry that has many successful incumbents that that have big trusted existing brands um, what what are some, some things that that SEO can do to quickly uh, articulate to AI and search engines uh, what this up and coming brand is about and make it possible for them to compete with the existing players in terms of brand we're talking about maybe studying what they have in place already because you don't want to kind of come across as a completely new identity to an existing brand that is quite small but hasn't developed that persona yet. So I'd, I'd say study some of the copy they've probably written in-house if they're a small co- a company that's up, up and coming. I'm pretty sure that that content would have started with some of the founders of the company. So have a look at what language is used there. Have discussions with every internal stakeholder about what we want from our brand, what we want to communicate and whether that actually does reflect in the product and the services we offer or if it doesn't. And then build that brand portfolio up again so that you're reflecting it everywhere in everything that you're doing. Great. Okay. And and another successful way of dealing with bigger players is sometimes actually skating to where the puck will be as opposed to actually getting uh, the pass um, where it happens to be at the moment. In other words, a lot of existing players will be competing with um, perhaps popular keyword phrases now or in markets that are quite strong at the moment, but uh, perhaps they can think of um, where the business is going to be in six months time and a year's time and, and plan for that. Is is that a successful strategy for uh, smaller businesses trying to build a brand, do you think? I always think that with whatever strategy you're using, there's always room for review and you always need to check in whether that is resonating with your with your users. I think possibly, but you wouldn't want to move away too much from that brand that you've built because although a brand can be an evolving thing, it's not something that drastically changes from black to white. So yeah, I think that it's very possible um, with market research that you might find there's a 
there's new target audiences that will enter the market and you want to develop a second persona, a second brand for that target audience. And I do also think that it's something that does have to be reviewed like any other strategy to see if it's hitting the mark. And you can do that through traditional um, SEO measurement methods. So looking at things like the engagement rate, um, time on page, and how many pages are being viewed per session, which really tells you whether users are engaging with that content or not, as well as using so the um, actual UX tools that tell you how users are engaging with a page exactly. Now, lastly, in relation to branding, uh, I don't want you to name a brand here because I'm asking for something negative. But um, what tends to be a common poor uh, thing that you see in relation to what brands are doing with their online brand strategy at the moment? I mean, is there any common trait that you're seeing with brands that aren't doing particularly well? Is there something, for instance, that you would recommend that uh, businesses look at and change that they're currently doing? I think I've seen, and this is less so the bigger businesses, a lot of small businesses tend to lack a brand identity and tend to lack knowledge on who their target audience is. I hear a lot that it could be a company of one people or a company of 20 and it's not really the company size that decides whether a user is going to buy with you. So I would say doing their research is a common a pitfall that I see among companies actually knowing who their audience is before building that brand because it's very well saying oh hi here I am but if you're not engaging with your audience you've missed the mark. You've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023 so now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing so what's something that's seductive in terms of time but ultimately counterproductive what's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? I think definitely as we look at AI and content production and programmatic content, it's, it seems really seductive, right? We can we can create whole pages of content for pennies in compared to paying copywriters their fair share. I'd say st- steer away from it and using it just and relying on that tool just in itself. Definitely still utilize your copywriters. They're going to be investigating that t- those tools. They're going to be looking at ways that, that they can utilize it and they're going to be looking at make, creating useful content with those tools rather than relying on the output in itself. I think um, as SEOs, it can be very attractive to say, well, we've got no content there now. If we pro- programmatically run this now, we can have 20 pages with content that didn't have content before and it can be done overnight. But you're just damaging your topic authority really by doing that. Great thoughts. Sally Raymer is SEO consultant at SEO in Motion, and you can find her over at seoinmotion.com. Sally, thanks so much for adding additional insight to SEO in 2023. Super. Thank you, David. I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights, a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.